You're waiting on me? <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know Ryan. what's going on. Oh, waiting on him. All right. Are we recording? <laughs> Happy New Year. Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. But did I clip the thing by yelling? Probably. Cool. Whee. Awesome. Happy clipping. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, welcome back to you. Welcome back to you. Hi. Hi. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, where should we start? Oh, man. Today, I'll do I'll do a quick recap of, of mine because it is my Christmassy time because okay. it is less enthralling than yours. <laughs> okay. And then we people want to hear this is going to be a all over the place Star Warsy episode. We could we could stretch it out and do half of the all over and then the rest of the other all over in the next one. Whatever. If we, it warrants. Yeah. We'll get we'll we'll see. Potential I, spoilers, we'll give you a heads up if yeah, we Yeah, you're gonna there, see but. this in the title if you actually read the title, if you don't just like have it autoplay. Uh we're gonna talk about Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about the Mandalorian probably mm-hmm. a little bit. We're gonna talk about uh the latest Star Wars movie mm-hmm. that's called Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> it's called The Last Three Descent man, the into names Madness. are like I don't even remember the names of the last three because people are all pissy about them and they just use acronyms. And when people use the acronym, I'm like, okay, it's Tross. Seven, eight, or nine. TFA. Okay, so it's been Christmas time. Yes. Christmas time was great. Uh, last, last we spoke, I was heading out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather passed away. So that happened. There's chairs above us. Sorry. Uh, wow. I think somebody must be. Uh, some well, Somebody did give, give us feedback and says they would not notice all of the loud noises upstairs if we wouldn't point them out. Oh. Well, I notice them. Yeah, they're, so they're loud in out. our ears. Yeah, uh, we had our Christmas Eve party game dinner. It was a smashing success. <laughs> party game dinner. Yes, yep. it was super great. Uh, and I missed got, out on it. Yep, you're hanging out with Dustin from. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even back yet. Yeah. Uh, it was super cool. We got cool Christmas presents. I'm sure people want to know what we all got for Christmas. Uh, I got a heat. I've been telling everybody I mean, I'm I'm going to be very annoying. I got a heated jacket. I did CrossFit. The, yeah, exactly. Man, we should just give those out at CrossFit to people who do. People. While you're talking about CrossFit, yeah. just tell them about your jacket. Anyway, I'm keto. I do CrossFit. Never. <laughs> Battery powered heated jacket. It's it's the greatest thing ever. Had I got a beer making kit. Oh, cool! I didn't know about that. Yeah, awesome. So I'm going to make my own brew. People that we went, I talked to at Maker Fair, the Louisville Maker Fair, mm-hmm. kind of, they lit that fire. It was always something I always kind of wanted to do. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's super, like, practical. It's not, you need stuff, but yeah. it's not so outlandish. I mean, compared to the stuff that we already have to do, any other task that we normally do. But, yeah, it was a great time. Good. So, how was Disney? <laughs> well, there's there's multiple layers to this. Oh, hold on. I got Legos, and I want to I want to say thank you first okay. before uh, speaking of Christmas presents. Um, man, this is going to be a multifaceted thing. The Maker Alliance, the people that that go above and beyond on Patreon and YouTube membership, we call them the Maker Alliance. They help out. I like to make stuff. This year, the members of the Maker Alliance banded together and decided to create a secret Santa amongst themselves. Without us, without our prompting, I wanted to be involved, so I signed up. And I got a Lego set that I'm going to put together right now from my secret Santa, Mr. Jeff Stout. So, thank you, Jeff. Cool. I got, oh yeah, I'm, Anthony's pointing at me, so I need to put it on the camera for YouTube. McLaren. There, it is a McLaren Senna. Is that how you said it? I don't know. I'm sure. not versed on super fancy cars. Um, but yeah, it's a Lego set, and I'm going to put it together right here. So, this episode of Josh's Legos on No Instructions was sponsored <laughs> by Mr. <laughs> Jeff Stout. Thank you, sir. Cool. Okay. Right on. Uh, I am working on <laughs> bag 18 of brown. Um, green, right? Luckily, I have two bags of brown left, Those, and they're both pretty small. So hopefully this episode, we should be able to finish the treehouse, which is an amazing set. Um, very large, very expensive, amazing Lego set that I've been working on for five and a half years. And hopefully, <laughs> as long as that tree has grown. It <laughs> and, was a seed uh, when It was you a started. seed. Yeah, it was a really small package. Uh, but hopefully I'll get this thing done and we can move on to some other sets. Actually, I'm ready to do a model. I think next up I'm going to... Cleanse the palette? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of Lego lately. Uh, not here. Like, I've been working on... I did the, the gingerbread house. Yeah. Fantastic set. If you're looking for a, an awesome set to have, like, as a, a Christmas decoration type thing, that is a fantastic set. 
I made an actual gingerbread house after we spoke. Oh, nice. I haven't destroyed it with Godzilla quite yet. Mm. Because all the Christmas stuff is still up. But I think we should ceremoniously, like, stomp on it with all the shoes in the driveway, like, or, huge monsters. Or fireworks. Just want to throw that out there. Fireworks? Yeah, Explode them with yeah, fireworks? Yeah, blow it up. Did you ever oh, do that as a kid? I blew up a lot of stuff. I didn't. I mean, I've never made a gingerbread house. So this is a whole thing. So, uh, man, we're already derailed completely. Yep. Um, I had a sandbox growing up. Did you have a sandbox? No. We just had dirt. I had a sandbox, and both <laughs> of the dirt places everywhere. We didn't block it off and make it its own. Both of the places thing. we lived, we had a. Well, I mean, you grew up with sand yeah. everywhere. It's so coarse and grainy, man. You had to buy sand here. <laughs> so, um, I grew on trees. Right. <laughs> we had. Sandboxes, and I played a lot in sandboxes with army men with little plastic mm-hmm. robots that were like the same size as army men. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of, you know, building roads, building mounds, building little things, and putting all the army men up, and then just like, you know, one two minute battle to just ruin the whole thing yep. after like an hour of building. But then I got old enough that I could start playing with fireworks on my own and realized how awesome that is. So I would build a sand hill, mm-hmm. put guys on it. And then just put a little black cat underneath the guy. Oh, yeah. Just set them all up and then just run through with a lighter. Click, 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 click. Boom, 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 boom. Sand everywhere. Guys flying off in every direction, blown in half. Should have took very artistic photos of that. You could have been a very popular Instagrammer. Pre-Instagram. Mm-hmm. We used to do the line of lighter fluid in the sand. Did you do that? And Ooh, then hit no, it with a bottle rocket. <laughs> oh, that's cool. No, yeah. I didn't do that. You make a little puddle. And then you like with the lighter fluid from the grill. And you have all those green army men all kind of set up, and you put it in a little trench, and you're just like, it squirt all in there so it's nice and saturated. That's awesome. And then you have the bottle rocket on a string so it lands in the pool. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't ignite every single time, but yeah. sometimes it would, and it was epic. I didn't play with melt. fire a lot. Well, I played with fire a lot. I didn't. That was like an one unhealthy of the, amount. That was one of the few times. I don't think I ever had lighter fluid. My dad was a fireman, fire. so I was like, we're, we're extra kind of covered. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. They come to our house faster than other people's. <laughs> One of the perks. Um, my, I had a friend who would do the same thing I did with fireworks, but to his GI Joes. Ooh, I bet and that, that hurt was, you in a special kind it of way. Did because yeah. like they're not army men. Like yeah, army men are totally disposable. It's like Ouch. two bucks for a bag of twenty guys that are all basically the same. But you know, there's a lady army man figure now. Good. Yeah, the little girl Just wrote one? to the company. Well, I mean, there's only like four or five different poses of those hmm. those characters. But now there's a lady one. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, I think it. I think the title said uh, spoiler cast for Star Wars Rise yeah, of. You asked me about. Oh yeah. So the, the 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 whole thing. We've been gone for a long time. So I needed a vacation pretty severely, um, and so it was really good be, for a bunch of reasons. It was really good for me to have a vacation to be in a place where I couldn't actually do anything and I couldn't pay attention to stuff and I mostly stayed off my phone and uh that was awesome it was awesome to go to disney we went to huntsville ran a half marathon with destin and his wife tara spent some time with them and their kids our kids all got along really well which was awesome um and they were really awesome hosts we had a, a really good time down there and uh my parents went with us so they got to hang out with his parents hmm. and that was a lot of fun to watch them like have Aww. a good time hanging out yeah and then we went from there to Florida. Kids didn't know we were going to Disney, so we surprised them uh, about 10 minutes out from Disney. That's great. Which was really cool. And they were, it was it was like 9 o'clock at night. They'd been in a car for nine hours. So they were excited, but also not like freaking out, screaming. They were just like, yeah, that's really cool. Can we go to bed now? How was your <laughs> youngest like son? Because he was really bummed that you were going to be gone for his birthday. He was fine he after he around? realized, okay. yeah, that it was we were going to be in Disney for his birthday. So um, we had a great time. We went to all the parks. We had five days of tickets. For, there's four parks plus, you know, Galaxy's Edge is like in a park, but it's kind of its own little area. So I planned two days for Hollywood Studios and Galaxy's Edge, and if we ended up having to do are they stuff, connected? Yeah, it's in Hollywood Studios. Okay, so I, I'm I'm pretty familiar with Hollywood Studios. Okay, where is this park? So you know where the Toy Story stuff is? Yes, like if you're standing at where it used to be the giant Mickey hat, right in the middle. That I I don't remember where they took that thing were. away. But it, you know where you, you, know you know where the Muppet ride is? Like at the eleven o'clock kind of toward 
So you walk in back. Uh, There's a little yeah. monster zinc thing. Yeah. There's a honey. I shrunk the stuff. I don't think that's there anymore. Pat, okay. But what was past that was star tours, like in the back corner. Okay. So if you go to star tours, right, you keep following that same path around. Uh-huh. You go to uh, Muppet World. Yep. The theater thing. Yeah. Yeah. So right past the Muppet thing is the entrance to Galaxy's Edge. And so if you walk through that, it's like a big tunnel. It's like a big giant concrete tunnel. When you walk through that, you go in, into Galaxy's Edge, and when you come out the other side of Galaxy's Edge, you're in the Toy Story Land. Oh, so it's Toy Story thing was is bigger than it's pretty big. I had never been to it before, so I don't know. Because I remember the Toy Story thing the last time I went, they had there was like a it was a thoroughfare, and on either side there was yeah. like a shop, there was like a Toy Story kind of ride thing. It wasn't a land by any means. It I mean, was this like is a, it's not a, a land, walkway. but it's, it's got several rides. No. Hmm. I don't know how big it was because I'd never seen it. Because I thought they would like, they took something away at Hollywood Studios and then added to it. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they just connected two dead ends through okay. a hoop. Um, so we, we went to the other parks earlier in the week. We got fast passes for all the major stuff. Um, well, actually, not all the major stuff, but we ended up. You know, we did Space Mountain right off the bat. We did Thunder Have Mountain. Have kids like Space Mountain. Have they done it all before? Uh, three of them had. The three older had. Yeah. Everybody did it this time. The oldest and the youngest hated it. <laughs> they both kind of get motion sickness. The yeah. two in the middle loved it, wanted to do it a thousand times, and that set the precedent for the rest of the week. So every time there was a roller coaster, youngest and oldest, I don't know, it makes my stomach hurt. And the other two were like, how many times can we do it? <laughs> <laughs> and so... The three of us, and my dad, my dad rode everything with us a bunch of times. My mom rode more than I thought she would, but she didn't really like roller coasters, so thanks, Mom, for trying them out. It was awesome. Um, we rode a bunch of stuff, and we it, we just lucked out to where we got to ride certain things a bunch. That's so, great. like, uh, Everest, which usually there's a big line in Animal Kingdom. Have you ridden Everest? I've never been to Animal Kingdom. Overall, it's a cool place. It's mostly a zoo, and there's some rides that are not great. Everest is a fantastic roller coaster. The Imagineering on Disney Plus has made me want to go to Animal Kingdom, whereas before oh, I went, right. oh, you're just trying to rip off uh, business from Busch Gardens in Tampa, which is yeah. pretty much it's an amusement park with a zoo on it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cheap, but having seen the Imagineering story and all the effort and stuff that they've taken into that place and what is all there, uh, I've kind of changed my tune. Yeah, it's cool. And my kids really like uh, animals and zoos and stuff, so they especially do it. Like, the safari is, is fantastic. You get to see a lot of animals in a legitimate truck, not on a track, you yeah. know, driving through. Like, like, Bush Gardens, you're on a little train, and you're, it's like you're at the zoo. You go is, around and This is a guy driving it. a big truck that you're huh. in, and at one point we got to a place, and they were like, well, we have to wait here for a minute because there's a giraffe on the way. And so the game warden is coming out. No, he was like, we could see him. Oh, okay. And they were like, he's standing in the middle of the thing. (laughs) He's standing in the middle of the driveway. So the game warden's going to come give him some treats to get him off the road so that we can go through the thing. Yeah. And uh, so we actually got to watch the game warden pull out, pull out this big bag of something and went over to the giraffe. And the giraffe looks down at him and starts kind of following him over to the truck. He just like got him distracted and then there were like a couple baby giraffes that were running around we drove around a circle around them and stuff it was cool i wonder the dichotomy of going there and then going on the safari ride and the magic kingdom and then watching them like shoot at the hippo they don't shoot at any of the animals there anymore oh they don't they took that out of the boat thing uh yeah they don't the safari tour yeah it's a the jungle cruise jungle cruise we did that uh they rename it for this season to the jingle cruise yeah and all of the animals have, like, Christmas hats on them. And, like, the headhunters are holding, like, like Christmas things and stuff. Yeah. And all the jokes are different. They're Christmas-themed jokes. It was really funny. Interesting. Uh, we ended up doing that twice, maybe. Maybe we just did it once. I don't remember. But the kids didn't get most of the jokes, which oh, was awesome because yeah. we're all laughing. And they're just like, oh, <laughs> I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Did you get your Dole Whip? We did. And I was a little underwhelmed. I was disappointed mm. in it. Which Should was, make some here. Kind of weird. I don't know why I didn't like it as much, but mm. I didn't like it. I didn't. Not that I didn't like it. It was, it was like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty good. I got that. Uh, we rode a bunch of stuff. Uh, Magic Kingdom. There were a few things that we couldn't get in, like the the Seven Dwarves mining ride, which is supposed to be really good. Two hour wait from the very beginning of the day. Wow, it's crazy. Anyway, we went through Magic Kingdom, did all that. Animal Kingdom rode Everest three times, which is crazy. There was like a ten minute wait for it. 
Wow. Which is unheard of. So we just hopped off and back on. Um, and then we did Epcot. Less interesting. Yeah. Uh, I remember it being a little bit more interesting in the past, but maybe it was just me not remembering correctly. Well, I th- but we they did got go to- rid of... Um- Dang, what was the name of that? It was the like Imagineers place where you could just go play with all the stuff from the future. Yeah, I think Innovations. they still have something like that, but it's not. I don't think it's the same type of thing. But uh, we rode Soren, Soren, which is a hang gliding ride Ooh. in a three, not in a three sixty, in like a half spherical screen. Okay. So you sit down in this thing in a row of seats, and there's there's four or five rows of seats, and then they strap you in, and then the whole assembly. They show this in the Imagineering thing. Okay. Um, Which is a great show, by the way. Excuse me. Concur. They lift it forward and up, so it ends up that all of the rows are suspended, and there's people on top of you and below oh, you. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. And you're in a screen. You're wrapped around by the screen. Yeah, yep. And then the movie that you're watching is like a plane flying over all of these amazing places in the world. Neat. And they they blow air at you, so you feel the motion. They swing your seat to follow the how the camera f- follows. They put some really slight fragrance in the air. Hmm. So as you go from place to place, you get like you you're flying over the savanna of Africa and you get this grass smell just enough to like, oh, weird. Like, that's cool. I can kind of smell the thing. Um, you fly up the Eiffel Tower up to the very, very top. Like lots of really cool little things like that. We were that a couple of times because everybody enjoyed it. Uh, that's good. So when you go uh to Maker Central, and if you go to Paris, you don't need to do anything in the Eiffel Tower now. Yeah. <laughs> you can skip that joker with the quickness. Um, so anyway, those parks were awesome, but the important thing was Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, Galaxy's Edge. Um, I don't even know where to start. Unbelievable. And I think even if you were a person who didn't like Star Wars or didn't have a, an interest in Star Wars... To, I think, seeing, like, a maker of any kind to go in there and just look around at how it was put together and how complete it is, it's just baffling. What do you mean how complete it is? There's no, like... So when you go on a single ride, if you go on Star Tours, mm-hmm. it's like, you're like, oh, look, there's a, a you know, a half-scale ad at Right there that you can walk under and that's surrounded yep. by fake trees. Oh, that's kind of Star Warsy. That's kind of cool. And it's then set dressing like that is you can look at that. Right. And go, that and, is. And, a, but but you're standing on a concrete path. Yeah. And you're there's an outlet plug right yeah. there, and there's a speaker under that thing, and you know you, yeah. you're that is display. Right. Yeah. You go into Galaxy's Edge as the as you're walking in. It's a it's a, a tunnel with subway tile because you're coming out of of Muppet World or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's subway tile. And this entrance curves about 45 degrees as you're walking through it. It goes from subway tile, which blends into kind of stucco-y stuff, which blends into rock. You don't even notice it. This is, this is 50 feet. It's <laughs> not long. But as you get through it, you're like, I'm, I just walked out of a, like a rock tunnel, not a subway tunnel. And then when you look into this place... They've built up the the skyline or whatever, the rocks, and they've made it so that you cannot hear anything behind you or any of the Toy Story madness that's happening on the other side of that hill. You can't see any park. There are no signs. It doesn't say Star Wars anywhere in the entire area, not even on the tickets, like not on the labels, nowhere. It's like you get there, you walk in, and you're like, holy crap, I'm like... I'm in a different like, place. Boom. And I've heard that. I mean, yeah. you hear people say that, but like it really does feel like it. The sockets, you know, they have to have exit signs. They have to have uh, power plugs. It's all hidden. It's all like the exit signs you can read exit, but they're green and they're at the floor. So hmm. they don't like shine you in the eyes. See, that's one thing because when you're waiting in the queue for some of these rides that are supposed to like in the, the line <coughs> area trying to prepare you thematically for the thing you're about to to yeah. experience oh. those type of like legality like oh there's the exit sign yeah and so there's a certain element that's like oh this is that is an escape yeah because reality is over there and it's a glaring green light that's telling me reality is over there 
And they still have to have those. Right. And they're there, but they really don't if take If it's stylistic it. and it's not like the ones you could buy from Granger and well, just like I mean, screw to them. They still are, okay. the exit signs. But they're green, and there's something a little bit different about the red one and the green one that they really don't take you out because everything else is just so complete. That's the only thing I could think to say was it's just you feel like you are absolutely in it. Um. And I could talk about this place for like ever. Okay. It was. I'm listening. It was I'm so excited. cool. So there were a bunch of stores, and they are street vendors. They are stores are street vendors. Like it's not like you walk through a big glass door and you're in a Star Wars store. And oh, gotcha. Like it doesn't like the slide open to reveal the air no, conditioning it's, on the. It's internet. a hole in the side of the rock wall that the whole thing is built into. Because the people of of Batu would naturally put something Just in and outcropping. Yeah. And so you walk into kind of a rock hole, and there's shelves built around the rocks, and there's stuff crammed over here, and there's merchandise on a little cart that's obviously somebody pushed in there. And I leaned up against something, and it rolled away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oops, my bad. Uh, when you ask, when you talk to the people there, they're all in costume. They do have a little tag with their name on it, but they, they're all in like— Is it their real name, or is it a Star Wars I think it's their real name. Okay. I think. Would you be like B dash ob or B ob? <laughs> Boo ob. Um, it's when you talk to them, they're like, "Hello, traveler, how hmm. you doing? Welcome to Batu. Like, how was your how was your journey here? Stuff like that." And then when you go to pay for something, they're like, "Oh, it's thirteen point four credits." Nice. They won't say dollars. They won't say like we bought. Um, there was a little table set up, and this woman was out there with Sabak. So we bought Sabak. They sell it as a game. Really? Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, Sabak. That's, and she's like, oh, you've heard of it. I didn't know people from your planet played this game. And I was like, oh, I've never played it before. I've just heard of it from my travels. I kind of <laughs> winked at her, and she was like, oh, well, people on your planet, I think they call it something similar to poker or blackjack. It's somewhere near those games. I'm like, cool. She says, you want to learn how to play? And she's just like, at the table selling this, starts pulling it out and teaching me how to play. I didn't stick around to learn how to play. That's amazing that they don't want to shoo you out. No. She was like, let's play a game. I'll teach you how to play it. Because hmm. in the world of competitive commerce, <laughs> you need to move the body right. to move the product. Right. That's interesting alone. That That is, I guess, another tick in that that immersive nature that yeah. they just don't want you to like, we're, we're hawking, obviously we're hawking stuff at you because you're a Star Wars fan. Now go so I can get the next the, greasy shirt. The thing is, I don't think they would have to convince anybody in there That's to fact. buy the thing that they're going to buy, right? So they are making it as immersive as possible. You're either going to buy it or you're not, yeah. and that's not they're not going to convince you. Um, but so there was, there was a toy store, which was all not Star Wars toys. They were toys for Star Wars people. Like, if you were in the Star Wars universe and you wanted a soft... Stormtrooper, because you saw the first order and you thought they were super cool. There was like a little plushy stormtrooper. Oh. So it was kind of weird because it wasn't like I want my R two D two lunchbox. Right, it wasn't that. It was like mm-hmm. here's some handmade ish looking toys from the universe that you live in. It was kind of neat. So there was one of those. There was a clothing store kind of next to it that was Jedi robes mm-hmm. and uh, kind of Ray like flowy shirts like her outfit yeah. that type of stuff not exact they were not costumes they were in the styling yeah but they it. were clothes you know um no no labels on stuff no tags hanging with prices they were just like little Didn't s- say where it was scribed things no made, made in Jakku. china <laughs> yeah nothing like that um there was an animal store that was all stuffed animals and you know plastic animals and stuff but they mm-hmm. treated it like a pet store so there were cages and there were shelves with little lips like Something like these animals can't get out of this little thing. They're just <laughs> up there, and you reach up there and get one. And there's all sorts of stuff. There was a, a loath cat, if you remember the loath yeah, cat from from Rebels. So when you walk right in, there's a cage right in the middle. It's like a big mouth cat, yeah, Cheshire, Cheshire, Cheshire cat, yeah, but like yeah. a real cat. So there's this big cage about like this big, like three or four feet square, with one of those animatronic sleeping in the middle of it. <laughs> and it's like laying there, kind of its tail's twitching and it's kind of moving its mouth and little <laughs> sounds. And it was just thing just to like oh this is a real store and it even had like a like a chew toy porg that was all shredded and stuff in there (laughs) next to it um and then you know tons of different animals and all the stuff that you bought in there was not stuff that i've ever seen anywhere else so it's not like they just took stuff you get at target yeah took it out of the package and put it on the shelf this one came from disney yeah Yeah. it's, it's not like that it's just um it's very much like you were just going through a market you know 
So there are those. There was uh, I want to say there was a a first order store that was a little more store like because it's there's like a resistance area and then a first order area geographically separated. In yeah, the park? they're kind of okay. like separated, and then the the market is in between them. Got it. And so when you go to the first order store, it's like shelves with toys and with it's a little more what you would expect out of a store but then the the resistance one is like carts it's just like somebody pulled up a cart with some stuff on well, it that makes sense yeah um the ships were incredible these ships what do you mean the ships full size a wing x wing uh some sort of a first order transport thingy this is like static displays around these, these are yes you walk up and you are 10 feet from the Millennium Falcon. Full size, fully detailed, lights up. I mean, every once in a while, Ray would run through the park and then jump a fence and then like hop behind the A-wing and like do some stuff and it like, <laughs> like, and then she takes up and runs off and then you, you hear like first order troopers over there like running after somebody. It was so cool, man. So cool. <laughs> they, they had an app, a play app. I'm not going to get done with my set because I'm going to be talking the whole time. <clears throat> A play app that is for Disney World across the board, but it's so that while you're standing in line, you can play games. Okay. Or while you're walking around the That's park, smart. you can play. Yeah. Q science is so, so the, intriguing. The one, they have a whole thing in, within that for Galaxy's Edge. So you pull that up, and now it's your data pad. Your phone is your data right. pad, and it's got like four buttons. It's got like hack, translate, something, and something. I don't know. Hack, it, Bluetooth, or probably not Bluetooth, it, it figures out what's around you, mm-hmm. tells you where you are, and says, like, there's these panels on the wall, like, little, they all look pretty much the same. Little six by six kind of square. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, bigger than that, like, like 12 a by 12 kind of thing on the wall, like okay. an access panel that you can't actually do anything with, but it'll say there's one next to the garbage can next to the A-wing. And so you can look over at it from wherever you can see it, and you hack it. So there's this little graphic, and you like basically just drag a line and go around something and connect something else. And the panel lights up, blinks, does a thing, and then you get credits dropped into your account. Hmm. And this is everywhere. Like, I did probably 30 or 40 of them, <laughs> and there were so many more. How does just one person <clears throat> control it? It's like, well, you do a thing, and then you're done, and then somebody else can do it. Hmm. But all of the ships do it, too. So you... <laughs> The Falcon included. What? You walk into the Falcon, it takes more steps to do the little thing, to hack it or whatever, and you're just drawing these little lines. Do the thing, and then the ship powers up. And the the engines go... <laughs> and the, the X-Wing, like, it's it's about to take off. And it's like... <laughs> I lost my mind. I'm, like, interacting with all this stuff. And it's everywhere, and there's so much of it. Like, they they did a fantastic job. At making it a place you just want to stay in and explore. It's not really huge. I mean, it's not, it's decent size, but it's not, you know, Magic Kingdom size right. or anything. It's a small ish area. But I think you could spend so much time because every crate that's just everywhere, there's like boxes everywhere. They because this have, is an active spaceport on, yeah, on a planet. Yeah. So there's just like, it's like an outpost. So it's, oh. it's a place where mm-hmm. people just like kind of sneak in and, Trade stuff and got it. There's a presence for the resistance and presence for the first order, but nobody really owns it, so it's just kind of okay. But so there's boxes of stuff everywhere, and they all have little symbols on them. And if you go up with your this datapad app, you scan the thing, and it tells you what's supposed to be inside the box, and you basically get inventory. You can do missions, and so you can like missions. Yeah, you get missions from Finn and from you pick your side. You can get first order missions and they tell you to go to this place and scan these three boxes and make sure we have enough munitions in this whatever and it just goes on and on and even while you're standing in line like for the falcon ride um it's like we see that you're near the falcon are you in line for this ride yes i am okay here's your mission you need to count how many of these are on the back of the falcon and so you're like well i'm not at that point yet where i can see it okay then you must be here look to your left what's on the table uh, okay, Whoa. there's Sabak right there. Okay, cool. You do that. And it's just, as you're standing in line for 40, 50 minutes, uh-huh. if you're lucky, it's telling you all these things around you that you need to look for, and you're building inventory lists and doing this little mission, which doesn't actually do anything, but, but it, still, it keeps, keeps you, you looking around. And you're like, oh, I didn't notice how many vents were on the top back of the left side of the Falcon. <laughs> I'm too far gone. I can't see it. 
And See, uh, that in itself, uh, I don't remember what class I took, but it was all about the science of waiting in line, Q science. Mm. And that is fantastic because I've always people use Disney a lot. And when they would introduce like the characters roaming to the different rides just to kind of distract you from standing in line yeah. or adding like a small television that would run some of the Disney cartoons just to distract a bunch of irritated people waiting in a hot hour long line to get yeah. on a ride. So the to hear that stuff like that has come this far, like that is so fascinating and so amazing that they've adopted that idea because I, I imagine it would be hugely beneficial for them to not have people whine about. Lines. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they want people to enjoy it, not only not yeah. complain, but also to want to be there yep. again, right? Uh, a friend of mine, Josh, used to work. He was Imagineer. Um, I know a lot of Joshes. You do. Um, he was Imagineer in Disney World. And he worked on a bunch of the graphic design for the parks. And he helped design the revamp of Space Mountain when they added all the interactive games to the Mm -hmm. line. And so he worked on that. And that was several years ago. And I remember going on that pretty soon after it came out because he told us about it. And I was like, wow, they really stepped this up. And this whole new thing that they're doing is just, it's miles past. Wow. Because it's not even while you're in line. It's, you're like walking around going, I, I missed something over here. There's something else I need to explore or try to hack or whatever. It's awesome. I could go on about that stuff forever. But rides. Yes. Falcon. Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> we got to ride this twice. Uh, this is Smuggler's Run. Smuggler's Run. You pilot the Falcon. You stand in line. You walk through this whole... Uh, you walk behind the Falcon into a hangar, up a deal... You're walking around ship parts that are being fixed and all this craziness. And you walk back to a balcony that looks over the back of the Falcon, so you get to see it from the top. Um, And then you end up kind of in a place where you're boarding the Falcon. And it doesn't actually make sense, you know, spatially, because you're not getting on that one that you see. Um, But you end up in this kind of hallway, and they you're you're standing there with like 10, 15 people, and they, they hand you credentials. So there's six credentials. Two pilots, two gunners, two engineers. Mm-hmm. And they ask how many people you are and all that. So they give you this little card. And uh, then they're like, yeah, just go on into the Falcon and, and wait. We'll tell you when, when we're ready for you. And so you walk in with maybe two other groups of six. And you're in the room with, like, the – you're in the Falcon. Like, all of a sudden, it's weird. You don't really notice it. But you walk down the hallway, the padded hallway. And then you're there. There's the table. There's the – curved couch there's the bunk where chewy got was hurt. when he got yep. shot and there's a bunch of stuff on the wall and there's panels and there's hoses hanging everywhere and you're just there and you just you get a few minutes to wait there while you're waiting for your turn and it's not crowded oh so you get to just walk kind of meander yeah Whoa. and it's just like you wait for somebody to move and then you can sit down at the, the thing and push the buttons and take the pictures of the couch and <laughs> it's crazy i mean it feels like that it should just be packed full of people, but they do it in a way that cycles you through. So there's two or three groups in there at the same time. Then they call, like, Green Squad, whatever color credentials you have. Green Squad, we're ready for you. So depending on where they call you, you go down a different hallway and you walk right into the cockpit. Yeah. And it is, as far as I can tell, one for one, you are in the cockpit of the Falcon. Wow. <laughs> there's six seats. Uh, I got to be a pilot. Uh, I would insist on being a pilot. So I got, uh, my daughter and I got to be pilots the first time. And two pilots, one goes, the person on the left goes uh, left and right. person on the right goes up and down. Okay. And then there's buttons everywhere and everything is clickable and movable and swingable and whatever. But when everybody sits down, a green button flashes in front of them. You have to press, like, I'm ready. Press your button. And they call out to you. And Hondo... Uh, the character mm-hmm. is the, the is pirate talk, guy. Yeah. He's like the driving force of this whole thing. You're Got doing it. the mission for him. So he's telling you, okay, it's ready for ever. Need everybody to press the buttons, whatever. So everybody does their thing. And then the whole, you know, canopy, all of the glass is a screen. So you are in it. The whole thing picks up and moves around. It's flight simulator. And, uh, it, you know, the gunners have to shoot certain things to clear out the path so we can fly through it. And then the engineers have to try to shoot these cables to get the coaxium you're trying to get. And they pull it into the ship. They all have one button and they just basically get to press that button to mm-hmm. do the thing. The pilots, you get to go up and down 
in left and right. And I got to be, the one on the right gets to do the hyperspace jump. Oh, where you I, pull the thing back? Yes. Oh. And so you get to a point, and you get to do it twice. You get to a point where it's like, okay, well now we got to get Did out of yoke? here. Did she say punch it? Uh, no. But you know how in Rise of Skywalker trailer, there's that little thing of Lando where he goes, ha, ha, Yeah. I did that without thinking about it. <laughs> I, we're flying. The thing starts glowing because it's glowing green telling you, you have to pull this button. He's like, we got to do it. And I like pull the thing back and all of the seats pushed back. Oh. The whole thing jumps back. Oh, all the screen man. goes into the white light. And I went, <laughs> and then I laughed at myself for making that sound. But it, I felt it like I was, I did the thing and I laughed so hard. And so the next time we got to ride it, uh, I got to be a pilot again. And I was like, one of you guys has to do this. Like you, and so my daughter ended up taking it, and I was a gunner that time, which was not as fun. But man, the feeling of that—that's so <laughs> was great. incredible. It's a lot of fun. It's it, it's not short, but it's not like a super long ride. But it's well worth the wait, I think. So we did that uh, the first day. How long did you wait for that ride? I think we. I think either time it was maybe forty-five minutes. It wasn't that's bad. That's not bad at all. No, because. There were other times, you know, on that app, you can look at all of the, um, all of the rides across all of the parks and see what the wait time is oh, right cool. now, and so you can kind of plan around that, which is pretty cool. Uh, so we were it's watching. So smart it. of them to make you or not make you, but like let you use your own phone, yeah. Because it's people are going to do it anyway, and that's less infrastructure that they have to invest in. That's super smart. Yeah, Way and it's go. a pretty good app because you can like. There's a play app which does all the hacking type stuff, and then the Disney World, what I don't know what it's called, the other app. But it does like gives you maps, gives you wait times, gives you transportation information, gives you food ordering. You can yeah. remote order from any of the places in any of the parks at any time from your phone and go pick it up. Wow. Skip the line, it's awesome. Um, and it works with the meal plan which we got, which is also awesome. Uh, Rise of Resistance. Rise of Resistance. This is the one I want to hear about. Okay, so. We didn't talk about this at lunch because we wanted to share this moment <laughs> okay. with you fine people. So to ride Rise of the Resistance, you have to get up early. We got up at 6 o'clock. Okay. We were at the park, and we, we were at a Disney resort, so we took a bus from there to... No, actually, the buses weren't running. We had to drive that day. Took a bus everywhere else. Luckily, it was two and a half miles or a mile or something. It was really close. So we drove over there, parked, got there by 7.30, I think. Maybe seven. I don't know. Tons of people there, and you go and once everybody is in, in has, in the park, the park. Has, has put their ticket, beeped the thing, put their fingerprint on all, in. Then you can go in the app and say we want to r- ride Rise of the Resistance, and you get a boarding group. You can't get fast passes, nothing like that. So you apply. So basically. you don't just walk up and like get in line. No, no, no. You oh. walk, you walk into the park and you press a button on your phone, and then it says. Your boarding group is number 76. Okay. And then when they call 76 or when they say it's available throughout the day, whenever that is, you have a two-hour window to go to the ride. And you you don't walk right on, but you... That's where the line comes in. Yeah, but it's a pretty short Okay. Because they're they're like moving people through at a certain pace, and they can adjust that pace, you know, by calling out those groups throughout the park. Okay. All of the boarding groups were gone by 8.30. Park opens at 9. Whoa. So the entire day was gone by 8.30. So if you ride this anytime in the, probably the next year, you got to go early. So the park opens at 9? Hold on. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. So it you does. got into the park? Well, so technically it opens at 9, but I also read that they have this rule that if there are enough people outside to where it's a safety issue, they will open the park early and let people in. Oh, so you just have to like gang together on a, yeah. an impatient mob. Yep. Got it. And they'll open the park, let you in. It's kind of interesting. So, so we you got to get there before anything is open, and then you just like hang around and hang out until everything else. Everything is open. was opened. Hmm. It was weird. I don't know. Like they say nine, maybe that's just like their default time. But stuff really, I would imagine there are people in the park running things and doing things twenty four hours a day. Hmm. It is such a big operation. Um. Anyway, so we got in the park at I think like seven thirty something like that, and only people there for. The only people that were there at that time were there for Rise of Resistance, which means there's not that many people relative to what it would be in an hour, which means all of the rides had no weight. So we walked right on to Tower of Terror, like straight in, stood, you know, we still had to go through the line and stuff, but 
we didn't wait. Um, I imagine it was, I mean, if you didn't go in December, it would be much cooler in the day as well. Yeah. There were a couple of days where I was wearing my black warm jacket. Yeah. And it was a high of like 53. Yeah. I saw a picture of your dad wearing like a coat. Yeah. It was great weather. It was usually in the 60s most of the trip, but that one day was, you know, pretty chilly. Um, anyway, so we get there. We go through all the park. We go back through Galaxy's Edge. We spend a lot more time there. We interacted with all the characters and stuff. There's so much. <laughs> Blue milk is good. Green milk is nasty. Um, <laughs> Noted. Uh, so we, we, they finally call our number. Actually, they didn't call our number. I just happened to look at my phone and said our number was up. Go there. This ride is... Uh, it, there's nothing else like it. It is incredible. So... You're in line, you walk, they push you into this thing, and you're in a mob. It's not like a line, it's just like all of the people are kind of wandering in together. And you end up in this big, kind of, I don't know, rock hall outdoor thing. You're just there. And there's a ship door. Okay. A big ship. Right. And the people working are in costume, of course, and they're like telling you like, okay, we're about to load you guys up in the transport. We're going to take you back to the resistance base. Like, we're, we're all good, and everything's fine. And you're like, there's some story that you don't know about or whatever. So this door slides open, and there, it's a ship. And so they just get 20 or so people in there. And it's like you're going into a waiting room. You walk into this thing. This door slides down behind you. There's screens, like, a, the top of the ship. And there's, like, a kind of translucent. This is it like a like room? A, or like It's like a room. Of, like a large van? Or... Uh, it's bigger than a van. It's like okay. a. It's How a many room. people are with you? I think there's about twenty people. Okay, total. got it. So maybe more. I don't really know, but not a ton of people. So you're in this like ship thing. It's like a small room. There's like a you can see like a clouded screen on the ceiling, so you can't see through it, but you can see that it's like dark. And uh, there's a screen on the front. There's a animatronic Mon Calamari. Got it. Flying the plane. Screens on the side. You take off. Which I thought this was a waiting room, and all of a sudden the room like rocks a little bit. And you're like, oh, I'm okay. We're going somewhere. So I'm like, oh, they're trying to make the the waiting in line even better, right? Ooh, so, the floor shaking, yeah, like, it's, and, and it's and it's little. It's like, oh, the shaking is yeah, little. Yeah, it's like this. I was like, that's a little underwhelming. Like that's we're supposed how to be going to space, right? Yeah. So we're we're just barely moving. And then there's a space battle, so it rocks a little bit more. A space battle. Oh, so you take off? Yeah, from, you take off from Batu from Batu okay. going to the resistance base. Poe comes on the thing, and he's like, we're being attacked. Like, we're going to have to get blah, 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 I don't know, whatever story. And then, um, oh, no, they've got you in their tractor beam. We're going to go back to the base, get reinforcements, and we'll come back for you. And you see them hyperspace out of there through the window. And then the whole thing, like, clunk. And they're like, just hold on, the the animatronic guys. Just hold on. They will come back for us. Don't worry. And then the, the cover goes up. Then the door that you walked in on, and this whole thing has barely moved. It's like a little, like somebody pushing on the side of your car while you're sitting in the So you were room. outside open air. Yes. Outside, looking at the sky, the actual sky, you walk yep. into a room, door shuts. Okay? Shakes a little bit, door back opens back up, and you turn around. That same door, you're in a hangar. Gigantic hangar with like 50 stormtroopers right in front of you <laughs> and space and an ATST and a TIE fighter. It's gigantic. And I was just like... I knew this was coming, and I was like, what the heck, man? <laughs> like, and I walked out into this, and they just, there's first-order people, and they're like, out of the transport, rebels, they're like mouthing off to you and yeah. calling you scum and stuff, and they're like ushering you out into this room, and there's all these stormtroopers, which are, you know, there's not people in them, but they're just like standing there at attention. And I walked out in this thing, and I'm like looking around at everything, and you get to stand there for a minute. And then they start like, we're going to move you to processing. So they start kind of ushering you this way and everything. And I realized I didn't take my phone out and take any pictures because I was just in awe of like, That's great. what is this? So they take you to this hallway. And then they say like, they break you into groups and they're like, you three, go to the orange line. And they're really rude and really like, you're prisoners. Because I'm in the first order. Yeah. Yep. And so they said, go to the orange or red or whatever. So I walked up to the color I saw on the floor, and there were two lines of orange and red. There was, mm -hmm. like, one way down there and then one close. And so I went to the wrong one, apparently, and they started calling me names and, like, you can't follow orders, can you? I guess we'll have to whatever, you know, and they, this is all the story. 
So they put you in these groups so that they can process you. And then um, they shove each one of you into a room that's like a cell. It's like this trapezoidal shape room with a grate on the ceiling and the stormtrooper standing up at the top watching you. So how many of you are there now? That now there's like eight. Okay. And something like that. Smaller groups. So you're all broken up Yeah. by your group? Uh, they, yeah. Okay. Yeah. By your party. Um, yeah, by your party. Yeah. So... So you're in this room. Kylo Ren walks in up there by the stormtrooper, talks about you and how awful you are and how they're going to get all the information they need, and then leaves. And then the wall next to you starts glowing and then falls away, and there's a guy there in rebel costume that's like, come on, we're getting you out of here. And just, okay. And then we all go out through this hole, and then there's a, a car there with an R2 unit in the front of it, and like a black R2, and he's like... Spinning his head around and bleep, 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 bleep. And they're like, quick, get in. We got to get you out of here. Everybody jumps in and, and this car just takes off. And you're in a Star Destroyer or something. I don't know. You're in this hallway and you're driving around. This thing is not on tracks. It's moving 360 degrees, spinning in place. Oh, so it's the trackless thing that they talk about in the Imagineer. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Man. And the droid is like, bloop, 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 the whole time. And he's driving and you're just sitting. And you go down a hallway and here come stormtroopers. Oh, turn around. And there's like laser fire over you. Uh, you get to one place and it stops, and he's like, "We gotta hide." And there's a guy, you know, this voice is talking to you, whatever. Lightsaber comes down through the ceiling. Whoa! Whoa! Starts cutting this big curve above you. Kylo Ren is about to drop on top of you, and then you take off and you go down this other thing, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was so so awesome. I'm so happy for you. It was. I mean. It was so awesome. And it's not awesome because I'm a Star Wars nerd. That It was cool for that. But the, they took you to an entirely different place. It made you forget you were on a ride. And you didn't know what to expect. And it wasn't one ride. It was like... It was kind of like two separate rides in a walk thing in the middle of it. You mm-hmm. know, so it was kind of... I think that's why you forgot that it was a ride. Because you did one oh, they, thing and then physically you did something else. And so you physically think, like, you did something my else. my experience should be over? Yeah, you're like, has the ride started yet? Like... It oh, was, when you've been on the ride was the, the whole first, time. Yeah, the, was the first part the ride, or the now I'm in line again, or was I in line before? Or it was so good. How did you get back to Batu? So good. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. You end up well <laughs> at the end. Probably. Okay, yeah. So at the end of it, you this car is going through this stuff that there's like things falling, and you're in another hangar, and you get back to a ship, and then. You land on a resistance base, and then you get out, and you're, like, looking at all this, this like, outdoor hangar thing. And a rebel guy, like, ushers you off, and he's like, how was your trip? Everybody make it back all right? Whatever. And then you just kind of walk off, and then you're back in the park. <laughs> so crazy. So crazy. I would highly recommend that to, like, that is worth a trip to Disney. That ride? That ride. Mm. Um, I mean, take a day, go down, go to Hollywood Studios, get there 6 a.m., Get that thing, you know, spend the day in Galaxy's Edge, ride that one ride. I mean, you should ride the Falcon thing too, but like that's that's a worthwhile day trip for somebody. That's so good. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it was it was really fantastic. There was another store uh, that was a antiquities mm-hmm. store, and it's where they where we got the lightsabers. You got me a lightsaber. You got me a lightsaber. Oh, it's so beautiful. They are really nice metal. Heavy. It is so satisfying. They're cool. Very cool. Uh, but they they sold those, but they sold uh, holocrons. They sold some like different costume pieces and stuff. But the set dressing in the store was unbelievable. It's like a prop maker's dream. Mm. Every helmet that you can possibly think of from every character and every everything. It's just on the wall. It's full size wampa for sale. Up. No, no, not for sale. Okay, like, as set dressing. Got it. They they were selling some of them. Full size wampa up here. <laughs> Mandalorian's helmet and rifle mounted to the wall Did you get some behind pictures the guy. Up? Uh, a couple. Okay. It was, again, I was just in awe of the whole thing. Yeah. I'd like walk out of a store and be like, I, I got to go take a picture of the thing and go back in. Um, fully animatronic uh, uh, hammerhead guy, yeah. whatever they're called. He was the purveyor of the store. So he's like up in a booth. And every once in a while, he's like, oh, and he'd like lean down and disappear for a minute. Um, it just the stuff, I mean, the things they sold were cool. It was a lot of, you know, like kind of deeper cut big Star Wars fan mm-hmm. stuff, like the lightsabers and staffs and whatever. 
but the the costumes and the helmets and things in there and just the like little details on the walls there's like a tauntaun skeleton like skull just like crammed up in a corner and you look at it and you're like oh it's a tauntaun you know there's people like that have entire youtube channels put, where they just like take really long uh views of like this area and you oh, try to find all of yeah. the little things that it, it's too much to take in so that would be handy to be able to like kind of go back and look at it again Awesome experience. Uh, I loved it. Kids loved it. We had a great time. Uh, the The characters that walk around in the park interact with you, and they're not they're not like the you know goofy Mickey where it's like you they stand in one place and then a line forms of like fifty people. Yeah. Or there's like a handler. It's like there's two stormtroopers and Kylo Ren walking around, hmm. and you got to get out of their way because you're in their and way. And that's good because I imagine in the Florida heat, being inside that whole suit. Like that would be dangerous for an employee. So to have them constantly on yeah. on roam, yeah, is a smart move. And they, I, I would assume that there's there, you know, go in and out. There's multiple people of each of those, and they just kind of cycle yeah. through. Um, Did you get arrested like you wanted to? I didn't get arrested. I got chastised a bunch, which was cool. So like, we were walking past some of them, and I yelled like, "Down with the first order!" And one of the stormtroopers, he's like this close to me. He turned and he goes, "That's a no!" <laughs> and like turned around and walked off. And uh, one time, my youngest was sitting down, resting against a wall next to a trash can by accident. Just happened to be a trash can. And this first order, like, officer guy walks by and looks down at him. He's like, I thought I smelled trash, but I thought it was the can. I guess it's the rebel scum. Did you sleep there last night? This is my <laughs> this is my seven-year-old. <laughs> he's talking down to him. And we all started laughing so hard. And he was just stayed in character and was just like... This place is filthy. I can't believe you uh, You are all still here or whatever. We're going to clean this outpost up, whatever, and just, like, walked off. That's cool. Um, all of my kids wanted resistance stuff, except for one of them who likes First Order stuff more. And so we bought him a, uh, like, one of the electro batons, the weapons. It's like one of the stormtroopers has. It's like a white thing, a little flip out. Oh, where it flips out? Yeah. And where and the, the one... Shield. I got you. The traitor guy has? Yeah. 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 So... He got those, so he's walking around with those. And this character, would, and I don't know her name. She's from one of the new novels, but she's based in Batu. Okay. Um, she was walking around, and she walked past us. We passed her. Nobody was messing with her or talking to her or whatever, and she walked past us. And I saw her kind of, like, glance over her shoulder and then turned around and started following us. And uh, she and all the kids had gotten stickers from different people, and so they had all the head resistance stuff on. And she kind of like leaned down as we we're walking to something. She like leaned down to him, and she was like, "Are you with the first order?" And he kind of stopped, and he was like, "Uh, uh." <laughs> and she's got like blue hair, and she had on the orange like resistance vest and everything. He was like, "Uh, no, I just like some of the resistance or the first order stuff." And she's like, "Oh, so you're a spy?" And she was like totally <laughs> into it, and like I just want to make sure that. You're not part of the First Order, because if so, we're going to have a problem. And he was like, no, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. No, <ma'am. laughs> no problem like, here. She was like, okay, and made some little, like, go That's resistance so thing, good. and then just walked off and disappeared. It was great. Great, great, great. Uh, good trip. We um, drove, we went after that and saw my wife's family and spent, like, a day with both sides of her family down there. And uh, at the end of a long trip... That was tiring, not because of the people or because of any. It was just like a lot of family together at one mm-hmm. time, and after like a week of being gone, that was you know. But then we turned around, drove back, got back here Christmas Eve at like eight thirty, which was tiring. Uh, but it was funny because I was gone longer than I've been gone, I think, in a long time. And after a certain point, it didn't feel like I was gone from anything, like. I don't know how to explain that. Like you didn't feel delinquent? Uh, I got used to being on in the car and on <laughs> the road and not like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But it, just, it didn't feel like we're still on this trip. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, we're just, this, oh. Is, this is what we do now. We're in this car all the time. <laughs> not in a bad life. way. It was, I don't know. It was more comfortable than I expected to be crammed into a vehicle, which is a large vehicle, but absolutely at capacity in every way. Um, it was good. We had a good time. That's so good, man. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it was fun. I want to go. You definitely the, should. The second that your kids, my kids met your kids, the second that they saw them at church, 
they started talking about it. And my kids turn around and go, when are we going? <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to, like, convince me too hard. Yeah. But. It's expensive, you know. I mean, that takes some convincing, but totally worthwhile, I think. When I opened the box for the lightsaber, I got super giddy. <laughs> and then I played with it. And you were recording making it in there. And I'm like, I just want to go in there swinging this lightsaber <laughs> all <laughs> around. <laughs> and I got home, and I showed my kids, and they all freaked out. And they're like, where's mine? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. We'll make some. I'm like, yeah. this is mine. And I was talking to my wife about it. I'm like, I'm going to go buy all of those lightsabers. Yeah. They're nice. And there, there were several. I didn't even look through like all the ones they had available, but it's quite a few. Um, I didn't talk about the droid thing. Yeah, talk the about the thing. thing. So, because I don't think we're going to make it to a spoiler cast. No. I don't know how long we've been talking. 57 minutes. Yeah, we're not doing that yeah. today. We'll another, do that another next time. week. Um, so they give people one more week to go see the movie. <laughs> if you go to Disney, you can, uh, Galaxy's Edge, you can build a droid. They have a droid depot, whole thing. And then they have a lightsaber shop, and you have to get a reservation ahead of time for a certain time to do it. It's really unlikely that you could just walk up. We didn't do the lightsaber thing because it's like $200 a piece to make your own. Um, but you make your own from a, a collection of assembled parts, and it's just a, a different permutation. You get to choose yeah. from a bunch of different yeah. items. Okay. Yeah, it's like four or five pieces, I think, and then there's a bunch of variations of each one of those pieces. Yeah. You pick the this and that and that. And when you it's walk, very theatric. Yeah, there's like a whole... Yeah. Yeah, a whole deal. When you walk out of Star Tours, which we rode five times, by the way. Nice. Um, when you walk out of Star Tours, this has been here for years, there's a build-your-own-lightsaber yeah. thing for the kids, right? plastic ones. plastic yep. ones. And so I figured... Let's do, they're like 20 bucks, mm -hmm. 30 bucks or something. I'm like, let's do that for the kids so they don't, I'm, I'm buying myself an expensive lightsaber. Yeah. I didn't build my own, but I bought one. So I'm going to let them build their own out of the cheap stuff. And it's still a good, makes sound lights. Yeah. You know. My kids had one. Yeah. They're great. So we did that. So they, they got those. And then we also had scheduled for the, uh, the droid thing. And that was my parents present to all them because they were like a hundred bucks for a remote controlled I don't know, the quarter scale or something, R2-D2, BB-8, whichever one you want. You, they give you a, a, you go check in, they give you a basket that has the picture of whichever droid type you choose. On the bottom of the basket, it shows you, this one takes two legs, a center leg, a body, a dome, all the pieces you need. So mm -hmm. you know, looking at that thing, what you have to be looking for. There's a conveyor belt of droid parts just packed. And it's just constantly rolling by with different colors and different variations. Oh, so like things. a sushi restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to stand there until you see the thing that you want. And you pick it up and you put it in your basket. And you get all your parts in the basket. Oh, so it's not like a, a <clears throat> assemble the thing we have put in the basket. You just get to choose from different colors or styles and then just... Yeah. Okay. There's, so there's different heads, different... Uh, the R2, R6, R... whatever. And they're all different shapes. And so you have to get the version of that in the right color that you want. All the bodies are different color variations. And then there's, once you get all that, you go to a station and a person helps you assemble it. And they're basically just like, push the leg in and you, you do that. And then there's one screw and they give you a little tool, like a hanging screwdriver yeah. thing that you can't mess up, but it's a Phillips head. But it feels like you're taking a big like, and yeah. stick it in there. So you do that, you pop the head on. Uh, then there's a couple more, like the little utility arms you get to pick out of a bucket, the colors you want, stick those on. And then they take this thing, and the guy's like, the guy that I was working with was just talking the whole time. And like, it was fast. You got to, what's your personality, your droid, and what are you going to name it? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just want to build a droid. He's like, well, okay, what's your favorite color? What's your birthday? What's your this? <laughs> like, I don't need to name it. <laughs> just let me put the thing together. So you get the thing together, and he takes, picks it up, pulls out a, a remote from behind the counter. And then there's this other little trough and you set the droid in there and the whole thing starts glowing and then he like comes alive and beeps around and and it's programming it right so then it pairs the controller to the droid mm -hmm. in that process yep. and they the controller it. that you drive around yeah yeah and he explains you know these buttons do this thing um and it by default they have the normal r2 or bb8 noises in, built into it and so you buy that, but then separately they have, um, you pay for the droid before you build it. So by the time you're done building it, you just walk out with it. But then they also have this big wall of accessories like stickers to go on them 
for different color stripes and stuff and yeah. then these little uh, personality chips this little five pin chip that when you plug it in there's uh, first order resistance or smuggler <laughs> and they have different voices and different characteristics so when you plug those into this little port immediately it sounds different and so we ended up buying there were five of us that got droids so we bought the five different types of things so we could just like swap them out mm. and play with them all I think there's like maybe seven but we got five different ones um honestly i would avoid the little chips if you buy these because it's it's like 15 bucks and all it does is make it sound a little different and the r2 and bb8 voices are the best voices so get these droids they encourage you not to play with them in the park because you're gonna break it yeah and And then you're gonna go return it be under feet and yeah and then they're gonna have to replace the thing you broke and yeah so they give you a box it's like a little cage a cardboard cage. it looks like a -A build-a-bear box yeah But they put it in that, they close it up, and like, okay, now you get to take your droid home. And if you leave it on, uh, it'll just beep and, like, turn its head throughout the day. And I don't know if it's related to where you are or what's around it or if it's just, like, a timed thing. But Mm -hmm. I forgot to turn mine off. And the kids, my parents got the kids' backpacks for them. Yeah. And it's a little astromech backpack. And it has a flap, so you can open the flap so you can see the head that's in there. So we're walking around, and all of a sudden, like, their backpacks will start, like, jostling. And it's, it's, like, moving around, and BB-8's, like, turning his ball while you're in this backpack. And I'm like, we should probably turn these things off, because we couldn't figure out what it was at first. It feels like somebody's trying to steal your backpack. (laughs) But it was cool. Um, In that store, they had a full-size remote control R2-D2 that somebody behind the counter was running. And so it would go up to kids and beep and bloop and take pictures with them and stuff. Did you get up close and get any? Uh... Actually, I kind of didn't. I was like, mm. from here to the amp over there, I was yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I, I I know R2 pretty well now. About 10 feet away. Yeah. yeah. There's like, there's nothing that it's going to reveal. No. Nah. Okay. But it was for sale. Oh, yeah. $25,000. Five Gs. <laughs> 20, 25,000 credits. Wow. Yeah, credits. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did have a, a, a Droid Depot t-shirt. I didn't want to buy clothes there or anything, but I was like, man. Like Droid Builder shirt. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Turned out it looked really dumb. Uh, that was a bummer. Mm. But um, that was a cool experience. And the kids were super excited. We all individually built our droids. We weren't talking or paying attention to each other. And everybody walked out with one that was white, gray, black, and orange. It's just <laughs> ingrained in them now. I've My genes have... Orange the, the and new, gray. The new Claggett <laughs> family crest. So. Your family colors. Well, that was kind of funny, but we got, I mean, when we all ended up looking at them, we were like, oh, look at that. It's uh, like a team. That's pretty cool. Hmm. There was one place in the park where they had this kind of uh, plasticky, like, game floor type stuff. Okay. Like a like an indoor hockey rink that has that, like, hmm. game, I don't know. They had a little area set up with, like, a fence around it and you could put your droid in there and play with it. So they had a little oh. contained area where you, you know, could get to play a little bit. Like um, at the airport for your dog having to pee? It was kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. But it was a bunch of kids who had never used these things before so it was, was basically just, like, just a bunch of toys going, <laughs> <laughs> like banging into What Anthony other. has been doing the last <laughs> two days. <laughs> but it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, I There was just so much stuff there. I could probably talk about it forever. Food was good. Yeah. Weird food that, like, I mean, it was like chicken. Star Wars food? Yeah, or Star like Wars just food. Disney food. Well, the Disney general. food overall was actually pretty good. Um, but the Galaxy's Edge food was all like Ronto wraps, some yeah. random animal, and it's like a chicken wrap or whatever. But um, it was good. Like, they did a good job. It was making more it, than just like pita with sliced chicken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, they made it feel like it was a food that you've never had before. Hmm. Like, some interesting something. So, it's not like the place in Frontierland that tries to like church up a hamburger and it's just like a hamburger you get at school. No. No. Okay. It was like, this was a, you know, like we had the breakfast one. So, it was like scrambled eggs with some sort of weird spicy sauce on it and something within a pita. So, it was stuff you knew, but it didn't. Kind of quality items. They're not yeah. trying to. It wasn't like bamboozle Mickey, you. Mickey waffles. Got it wasn't it. stuff like that. You know, um, the blue milk was good. Like I said, we. It's like a frosted, uh, kind of like an icy milk, but it's hmm. it's not milk. It's coconut and rice mixture. Yeah, it's dairy free. It's dairy free. Yeah, um, and it you get it at this little like hut, and there's these big glass looking spheres hanging from the ceiling full of the green and blue stuff and the outside of them is all like 
oily and gross looking. So it's like you're buying it from yeah. this disgusting old place. And so you're not milking it yourself. So I guess that's one yeah, step. Well, better. that's one thing. Everybody around there was like, oh, the blue is so much better. Just get the blue. And then somebody yells out, yeah, you know where the green comes from? <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, what are we at? That's great. Hour seven. We should probably wrap it. Hours. <laughs> so this episode is not called, uh, not called Spoiler Cast. It'll be called Spoiler Cast next week. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll talk about the Spoiler Cast. Yeah, we can talk about it next week. Do uh, we'll do. Maybe we should watch it. We should watch it one more time. I don't want to. Ooh, dun dun dun! No, no, no! no. It's not like that. I've seen oh. it twice. I saw it twice also, and I think that's good for now. You know, I. That's I liked it. I mean, I'm not. I, it's not that I didn't like it, but I think twice is enough for quite a while. Okay. It was an exhausting movie. It was so fast. <laughs> it just moved at a weird pace. There is a lot to talk about, though. So yeah. We'll do that next time. Um, I have our bingo cards. Oh. We, I listened to the episode. Yeah. I made us up some bingo cards. I went and watched the movie, and then I filled them out afterward. About how badly we did. Yeah, we didn't do bingo. a very good job. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I, I'm glad fun. that we did badly. That it was mostly stuff that we didn't expect. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that next time. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, on the internet, it's at Josh underscore make stuff. You can find me and us at I like to make stuff on all the stuff. Hopefully next time I will actually finish my bags of brown and get this giant tree away from my face. But we'll see. I finished the McLaren. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, that's cool. And thank you to all of our Maker Alliance members. For the amazing support that they provide to us and the amazing extra content that we are providing to them. So if you want to learn more about the Maker Alliance and how to become part of that amazing group of people, head on over to iliketomakestuff.com slash join and you'll get everything you need right there. And just so you know, 2020 is going to be kind of, there's going to be a lot happening in 2020. We're having a, a special summit. So that we summit. can, yeah. That sounds like we're trying to work it, out some arguments. No, we're having a summit at like the Hall of Justice so that mm. we can prepare for 2020. Um, so Maker Alliance are probably going to get more behind the scenes and more early access to the mm-hmm. plans and all that type of stuff that we're well, going to be Well, the Maker Alliance on, so. will have a live feed into the room that Anthony's staying in. <laughs> I'll get full uncut access. <laughs> As we watch membership fade away very, very quickly. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll uh, see you next time. Bye-bye.